Hey, podcast, thanks so much for listening. Two quick things. Last chance for the four-day intensive workshop for salon owners and managers. Uh, It's happening this weekend and then the next weekend following. So it's all online virtual. Email us at info at 124go.com if you want to jump on the train. Um, Also, love, love, love the reviews uh, that we've seen coming back in lately. Super appreciate those. Listen, if you haven't left us a review yet, please, as John would say, leave us a five-star wicked good review and share the podcast. Uh, We've been growing, but um, we'd love to grow more. We'd love to get into some more ears and, um, you know, help some stylists out, maybe keep you motivated, inspired, and directed in the right direction. So if you've loved listening to Shop Talk and you're enjoying what we're doing, um, please let us hear some feedback and please share the podcast with your stylist friends, your salon owner friends, and anybody that you think would be served. So anyway, happy Monday if you're listening on a Monday or Tuesday if you're listening on a Tuesday or every other day that ends in Y if you're listening on one of those. Um, Enjoy this episode. It's a good one. John and I really wanted to dig deeper on kind of our outlook on how we look at goals as of late as well as how to prioritize, set, and achieve more of the things that you've been trying to get around to so that you can lead a more joyful and fulfilling life, both in and out of the salon. Life is life. It happens everywhere all the time. And if you're not getting the shit done that you're trying to get done, you're probably not enjoying it as much. So enjoy this episode. We made it specifically for Y-O-U. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shop Talk Podcast, brought to you by 124Go. I'm your co-host, Chris Lumay, and as usual, sitting here with my friend, Mr. John Palmieri. We're excited about today. John and I decided to pop on and talk about some things that have been on our mind around goal setting, around performance, your performance particularly. Numbers. Some numbers, and some maybe actions, attitudes, and outlooks you could take that would help to get you closer to the numbers that you either are trying to meet on purpose or know you want to try to meet on purpose at some point. Mm -hmm. And John, as you were just saying, everyone has dreams. Everybody's (laughs) got a dream. That's right. But we don't always attack and approach our dreams with much strategy, do we? No, I think that's always a challenge, right? Because we have all these dreams, we have these thoughts, ideas, these goals, places we want to be, and we get excited about them. And then time goes by, right? And they don't happen. And we get sad, or we get disappointed, or we get something. And, you know, how do we help people get to that point where they get their, they get to their dreams, they get to their goals? Yeah, and the other portion of this that totally happens to probably every hairstylist on the planet at some point is sometimes we start out, we have these goals in our heads, these ideas in our heads, we hit mm-hmm. them, and then it's like the then what? Mm-hmm. And if you've if you've hit goals and then what, and hit goals and then what a few times, eventually you can kind of become jaded to them. Right. Like, okay, why should I go for this next thing? Mm-hmm. I'm only gonna be working harder. 
you hear this all the time, or I, I say this all the time, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, my old buddy, Michael Cole, always used to say, <laughs> you don't go to too many retirement parties for hairstylists. Right. Yeah. Like eventually what ends up happening is, is they get tired, right. you know, maybe in a rut and either just work until it's time to stop mm-hmm. or fall off, go into a different career. And it's, it's mainly because it was just too hard, right? you know, just too much. And so. Well, goal can't just be doing more hair. Oh, I mean, next goal, do more hair. Oh, next goal, do more hair. Because to, to your point, sooner or later, that's like, now what? Right, right. I think goals have to be more have to be connected to some type of dream, some type of bigger picture item. Yeah, not just doing more hair. Yeah, and then when those two connect, yeah, well, that's magic. Yeah. yeah. There's another thing I want to say about this. Mm. Anybody that's kind of lives life goes places, right? So let's say you go to the store on a regular basis. We're gonna call it Target, and you're at Target, and you're shopping for your things, and you're seeing people that work there, and they're pushing carts around, or they're checking guests out, or they're, you know, showing you where this item might be, whatever it is. Those people could go to work every single day, work as hard as they wanted, and have zero effect on their paycheck. They might get a two percent raise at the end of the year. They might level up in management one day to become a middle manager and live their life out there. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, if that's if that's their path and, and, and they're happy doing it. But the difference between most people that go to jobs and hairstylists are we can directly affect our income, which directly affects your quality of life, hopefully, just by focusing on a few things, changing a few behaviors, adopting a few maybe scripts or you know some language that doesn't typically come out of our mouth treating our guests a little differently and i'm always highly aware of that and so if it's okay before we get into conversation i want to share a story that i've been sharing lately uh with groups because it's it's mentionable to say that last year in 2020 a lot of people's ideology shifted a lot of their goals shifted, their outlooks on life shifted, including ours. And one of the most requested topics that I'm getting to speak on lately when I'm asked to speak with groups is team building or, re, you know, can you reignite the heart that we had? We used to have this passion and it's not there. And I stumbled upon a story that a man named Russell H. Conwell told apparently thousands of times in the early 1900s, and the story's called The Acres of Diamonds Story. And I'm going to synopsize it here. Here's how it goes. There's this rich farmer named Ali Hafad that lives in, we're going to call it Arabia of the past, right? And he has this farm. He has this great family. He has everything his heart desires. And this Buddhist monk passes through town and would go to these people and they would talk. And so he would talk of their travels and he would talk of spirituality and religion and they would just have conversations. And so this Buddhist monk stops off at the Ali Hafad farm and they, he invites them in and they're having a conversation and he's telling them of his travels and of the world. And Ali Hafad's a rich man. And this Buddhist monk begins to tell him about this this precious stone that they've discovered called diamonds. And it's the most beautiful stone you could ever set your eyes on. And it just glistens at you. And if you had just a diamond the size of your thumb, 
you could secure your children in the best of schools. You could make sure they had the best education. And you could be the richest person in your town, world, whatever. If you had a mine of diamonds, you could secure your children on the thrones of the world's greatest kingdoms and be one of the most you know, sought-after people on the planet, right? And so that night, after the Buddhist monk left, Ali Hafad went to bed a poor man because he started to obsess about this thing called a diamond that he didn't have. And the next day, he finds the Buddhist monk, and he says, you have to tell me how I can find this, these diamonds. How do I find them? And the Buddhist monk says, well, that's easy. You just have to go where the mountains bleed waters into the white sands, and there you'll find acres of diamonds. And so Ali Hafad becomes obsessed, and he sets out on a quest and leaves his family and leaves his farm behind with all the riches that he had. He wanted for nothing. And he goes on this quest looking for diamonds. Basically, long story short, he's finally destitute. He's standing on the ledge looking over the Mediterranean Sea. A storm is rolling in, and he throws himself off the ledge and kills himself. There's more to the story. So another farmer comes through Ali Hafad's old town and buys his farm. The family has to move out. They have no place to go. They live poor, humbly for the rest of their lives. And this farmer starts to farm his lands. And they were great lands. So he starts to acquire wealth, and he lives a happy life. He's living a happy life. And this Buddhist monk comes through town. And the farmer's daughter was one day playing on the stream in their lands and finds a black rock that's kind of shining and she brings it to her dad as a gift and he puts it up on the mantle and says oh thank you honey I really love it and we're going to keep it and the Buddhist monk is sitting down and he's talking to this farmer that now owns Holly, Ali Hafad's lands notices this black shining rock and says oh my god that's a diamond is Ali Hafad back and he says no the guy that used to work here they never or live here they never saw him again but that's just a rock that my daughter found in the in our waters no 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 I'm sure I've been around the world I've seen diamonds I know a diamond when I see one so they polish it up and they find somebody who can help them do that and sure enough it's a diamond he says you must show me where you found these this rock and he's like they're all over our back stream come look and this discovery that they had ends up being the most prolific diamond mind ever discovered. And apparently this parable is an actual true story. It basically had produced some of the greatest diamonds known to man, which I don't know the names of. But the moral of the story, and I don't think you have to leave your town unless you want to change. Sure. I think inside of your salon, inside of where you live and where you work, you can find everything that you're looking for inside of our business, but you have to mine it. You have to work for it. You have to right. look on your lands, mm-hmm. not across the street at the salon down the road. Right. You know? Yeah, that's great. And I love how the idea that the riches that you need are right in front of you. Right. They're right here. Right. You don't have to go too far. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so It might take a little bit of work, right? But it's right here in front of you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think another part of that story, which I like, is recognizing that whether you're, there are riches already here, you're already rich in what you have. 
and the friends that you have, the family that you have, the life that you have, the career that you've chosen, the people you get to hang out with. And I think we're sometimes so worried about what we could have, we forgot what we we forget what we do have. Yeah. So I, I like that parable for all those reasons. And the and the do have part. It doesn't mean that you're where you you want to be, mm-hmm. but it means that you have all of the resources right, right there to get it. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about some of the resources. Yeah, I do. So let's talk about goals. Yeah, I think one of the things that's really important is this, finding out what your goals are. And I don't mean I want to have, you know... 50 clients a week instead of 40. It isn't always about trying to build up a clientele so you're working harder, 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 harder. We've all heard the you know the phrase before, it's not about working harder, it's about working smarter. So if you're new to the business, your goal right now may be building a clientele. If you're mid-career, your goal may be, I've got plenty of clients, but I'd like to make a little bit more money than I am without having to work longer. Right. And if you're later in your career, you've got maybe different choices. And those choices may be, I still love this and I want to continue because I just love my job and I love being a hairdresser. Or there may be other things you want to spend some time on. Maybe you want to teach. You know, maybe you want to start investing in different assets, you know, whether that's real estate or your home, or maybe you want to travel more. Maybe you've got children now and you want to spend more time with them or your husband or wife or whatever. Goals don't always and shouldn't always be just doing more. In my opinion, goals should be how do I make my life better, you know? That's that's enormous, and I'm I'm glad you went there. I mean, we didn't really have a big pre warm up discussion, and right. so and we talk about a lot of things. And mm-hmm. yesterday we were kind of both inspired thinking about goals, and thinking about um, that sort of thing. But going back to the thing where people in the past year right. have shifted their ideologies, I think one of the things that people have realized is that a lot of the re energizing that has that went to behind the chair mm-hmm. came from that little bit of time off that some people had right came from that spending more time with your family came from that mini vacation that you might have taken mm-hmm. and people realize like wait a minute my legs are fresh yeah i feel that i needed that little break and i've been able to come back and i mean we've talked to people that have been way more productive sure uh, in the past year that they've been back, you know, working, mm-hmm. if you want to call it recommitted, re-energized, right. um, and, and re-inspired by not only the client that is sitting in their chair, not mm-hmm. only the salon, but about life. Yeah. I was working with, I am working with one of our stylists and I had asked, you know, she had gotten to that point too, where she kind of reevaluated what she was doing with her life, not to get too grandiose because it wasn't. But I was like, you know, COVID made me rethink what's important. I want to kind of think about my career. And the great thing is, is I sat down with her and said, okay, well, let's create some goals. And some of the goals that she created were, you know, I want to, I want to do 45, I want to make $45,000 a year. I want to be a more uh, confident stylist. Um, she wants to be booked out six weeks in advance. And then there is the other stuff, which is the stuff I really enjoyed talking to her about. I want to find a hobby. I want to live on the lake. <laughs> I want to be debt-free, not live paycheck to paycheck, afford a cleaning lady. Uh, I want to make six figures and I want to have savings for retirement. And I love all those goals because they weren't just about doing more. Mm-hmm. It was about having a life, Yeah. right? And so again, to kind of circle back, when you can connect your business goals, your career goals, 
to your life goals yeah. because one feeds the other, yeah. then that those are goals worth chasing. Those are goals worth achieving. Yeah, 100%. So, 100%. So let's talk about how to get from how do I make enough money to have a cleaning lady, yeah. to make six figures, to buy a house on the lake, to be debt-free. Yeah. Those are all the plans that are important to many people, yet just working really hard isn't enough. It's got to be a little bit more purposeful. No, it's true. And before we push towards anything that looks like a KPI, yeah. in order to kind of start to evaluate this, there's an activity, sort of an exercise that that's lived out there in the corporate world for mm-hmm. years and years and years. Yeah that can be really helpful around identifying um i was just you know i was i had dinner with somebody the other night we mm-hmm. were talking directly about most people are so busy mm-hmm. they don't get time to ask themselves what they truly want right not do you want a ferrari sure i'm not talking about that i'm talking about are you offering am i happy <laughs> I got one parked outside for you. I brought just a little podcasting gift, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but, but what, what, how do I want to live my life? What types of activities? And, you know, we've all heard it said, and, and, and I might get this wrong, but you know, there's five different areas of our life. There's Mm -hmm. the spiritual life. There's the financial life. Mm -hmm. There's the health part. There's the, you know, your career part and mm. your relationships part. And maybe sure. there's another category that I'm not thinking of. I don't know. I think you did pretty good there. Thanks. I tried. I was shooting from the hip there. So I'm glad <laughs> it worked. And inside of those, there's a there's an activity called a SWOT analysis. Mm-hmm. S-W-O-T. I know you've heard of this yep. before and probably done many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently I've been working with stylists and having them do a SWOT analysis. Mm-hmm. And what the SWOT stands for, it's an acronym. Mm-hmm. And it stands for, the S stands for your strengths. And inside of every one of those categories, your financial, your spiritual, your relationships, your physical, your, you could take a SWOT analysis Mm -hmm. where you make a list of your strengths in that area. And some of you will find that, hey, I've been really good on the career side, but I've let myself go a little bit this year because I've been working so hard. Or some of you got real spiritual last year because we all thought we were going to die last April. (laughs) And we probably all know somebody who may have uh, this past year. And, and, you know, so we started to look at our life and we said, man, what what does that spiritual piece mean to me? The suggestion that I'm making for you, the listener, is to take a look at the areas of life where, you know, you feel like you're doing great and... What are the strengths there? What are you doing right? What are maybe the weaknesses, maybe some tweaks that Mm -hmm. you could make? And then what are your opportunities? And this is a big one because I get questioned on what are opportunities all the time when we're doing SWOT analysis Mm because people are like, well, what do you mean opportunities? And I'm like, what's the thing that you know you could do? You even say to yourself, I should be doing, Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody shaming themselves, right? But you said this to yourself, I should be doing this, but you're not doing it. And, and you know, inside of that, that thing would get better. Right. So a great example, like to bring this really down to like elementary level, Mm -hmm. I really should be asking for referrals or working my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like this is a thing that I know would make it better. Now I'm, I'm, I'm using that arbitrarily. I know that gets overused a lot, but I want to dumb it down to go like, it's the thing that you know that would make that area better. If, mm-hmm. if it's health that you were, you know, looking at, right. I really should not eat that extra piece of cheesecake 
sure. every night. You know, I should. Mm-hmm. And so, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and then threats is is interesting because there was a while where I wasn't doing the threats part. Mm-hmm. I would go strengths, weaknesses, opportunities. What mm-hmm. are what are those areas? And this year, we started to see that so many things changed. Mm-hmm. For us, mm-hmm. we were doing live seminars right. pre-COVID, mm-hmm. right? Now, we'll probably get back to that, mm-hmm. but we didn't see that threat coming, right? and that completely shut us down for a full year on that end, and we've mm-hmm. gone virtual now, right? but there may be a salon opening down the street, or there may be, if we're talking about health, maybe you have a, a pre-existing condition that you need to handle mm-hmm. or take care of, or wh- whatever it is, we want to look at the strengths that we have, mm-hmm. our weaknesses that we have, and basically the, the kind of activity is try to make better our weaknesses if mm-hmm. possible, and start to look at our opportunities and take steps towards them. And so mm-hmm. in those five areas, that activity is really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I know a lot of people that it's helped out. Right. And it can give you clarity on where do I want to start working? Mm-hmm. Do I even need to focus on career right now? Right. Or is it still that I need to I mm-hmm. need to sort out my personal life? I need to be happier. I like to take this thought process, which is, you know, one of the things that comes up now with the SWOT analysis is, well, I don't have enough time for this, or I don't have enough money for that. And the answer is you're right. Whenever we do an analysis like this, whenever you're goal setting, the two things that always come up as a challenge is always money and it's always time. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, we were just talking before this um, conversation about some of the things we're working on yep. and some of the challenges we have with time, yep. right? That's always going to be a thing, yep. always. So part of the SWOT analysis is is it lets you pick your priorities. And let me dig a little bit deeper on that. Let's say you've got 10 things on your wish list, right? The things you want to accomplish, but you don't have time for all 10. And so what ends up happening, or you don't have enough money or enough resources to start working on those those 10. And so what happens is, is you're working on all 10 things at the same time. You don't have enough money or enough time to finish any one of them, mm. and none of them get done. Mm. Or if they do get done, they get done half-baked, yeah. right? And you're disappointed in the outcome. Yeah. You know, the fact that you don't have enough time and you don't have enough money are actually tools you can use to find out where your focus is going to be. Meaning, here's my list of 10 things. I only have this much money. I only have this much time. So with that little bit of money and that little bit of time I have, which one of these things can I get done? Maybe it's two of these things that I get done. And guess what? That's where all your focus goes. I've only got this much money. I've only got this much time. I'm not going to try to do all 10 things at once because I'm not going to be able to do it or I'm going to get frustrated. So instead, spend what little time, what little money you have on those one or two things. Here's the cool thing three months, six months from now, those two things will be done. Then you get to pick another one or two things that you put all your focus in. And believe it or not, you'll get to where you want to go faster and with a happier result because that limit of time and money puts you in a position where you had to focus. If you're sitting here saying to yourself, well, I don't have enough time or enough money to reach my goals, then what I will say to you with politeness is that's because you haven't chosen a priority. Mm-hmm. You haven't chosen which one or two things are the most important things for you to do right now. I watch you do this all the time, and recently I was having a discussion with one of your newer coaching clients, mm-hmm. and 
she was admitted we were laughing yeah. on the phone and, and she was admittedly kind of talking about one of the things about having John sort of coach me through this is I have all these ideas. I like vision is not a problem. No, for have the vision. Write owners, them all down. Right? Yeah. I want you to get there too. Right. Yeah. It's like it's not a challenge for any of us. Yeah. It's sometimes our visions are so big mm-hmm. that now we spray and pray. Right. Right. And you know what what she was laughing at john's given me two weeks to do this one thing and she's like but i want to start everything else yeah and that was where we were having our our giggles and i was like look i've watched you i've watched you work Mm -hmm. you'll work on a thing for it for whatever time that you have allotted for it based on the priority Mm -hmm. until that thing is finished and i've i've listen to you breathe heavy at mm-hmm. the computer sure i've watched you pound on the keyboard mm-hmm. but when you once it's finished it's done it's passed mm-hmm. it's complete and it and it it gives you it frees you up to do the next thing mm-hmm. and this is a place where i struggle all the time and i i'll hear your voice when i'm trying to finish some of our <laughs> videos or whatever right. and i'm like no don't go to lunch just sit here just <laughs> sit here at right. your computer and finish this one thing mm-hmm. and then once it's, it's done mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's so much better. And then I'll go back, I'll, I'll relapse mm-hmm. to my old ways. Sure. And I'll try to get 10 things done. Mm-hmm. And all I'll feel is overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. All I'll feel is more busy in my head. Mm-hmm. And the cycle of like the spin cycle in my brain right. of thoughts begin. And and it, it feels, I think sometimes in a weird way, we get pleasure mm-hmm. out of feeling overwhelmed or busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because maybe it makes you feel in some way important, Mm -hmm. in some way needed, Mm -hmm. in some way, you know, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, it's only making you more burnt out. Well, I also think, you know, what comes from that too is is avoiding disappointment. And what I mean by that is if you're working for somebody, right, you want to feel like you got a lot done so you can go back to your boss and say, look, all the stuff I got done, right? Um, And maybe you've taken a lot on to show that you're, you know, you have the ability to do things. Yeah. Maybe it's personal, right? You've just got 40 things that, you know, my wife, bless her, you know, she is a multitasker at heart, you know, and we have this discussion all the time because she'll be doing 14 things at once and I, I'm only doing one. And yet the challenge is I'm less harried than she is. I'm less stressed than she is because that stress comes from I've got oh I gotta finish this oh I gotta finish that I got oh I got still this doing and I'm like I'm still doing my one thing right and I know it sounds funny but that's that's of value you know you talked about I'm gonna focus and get this one thing done I go to lunch if I want to go for lunch I go we're gonna park we're lucky I'll Mm -hmm. go for a walk across the park and go get coffee at the coffee shop across the street You've got to be able to take that time for yourself and refresh because even the way that I work, which is one thing at a time, even I'm going to sit there and go, you know what, I, I did get up enough. Yeah. I got to get up. I got to go for a walk. Yeah. I got to go do something else. But something else isn't another task. Yeah. Something else is literally taking a break. Yeah. There's a ton of research out there mm-hmm. and, I, and I can't point to any of it right now because I didn't know that was about to come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. But any high-level person that you would listen to right now that's doing things way above and beyond the Mm -hmm. norm, everybody that I hear is all talking about the philosophy that I adopted was 90 minutes at a time. Sure, yep. 
Now, when you're behind the chair, mm-hmm. it's a little different. Sure. Right? That's yeah. a whole different thing. That's a whole, that's different, a whole different thing, and we're yeah. not talking about that. Mm-hmm. Talking about a project that you might be working on, mm-hmm. 90 minutes, and then get up and away from it. Mm-hmm. Move your physical body. Get yep. deep breaths. Mm-hmm. Like, all this stuff is real. Yeah. You know, eating healthier uh, when you can, yeah. if, if, you know, if that's, a, if that's available for you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's in the breaks mm-hmm. where, you, where you catch that energy. And, I mean, you saying that, that's the way I've started working when I'm editing. Yeah. I, I commit to 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. I take a 15. Take a 15. I commit to, and yeah. every uh, person I've listened to. I was talking to one of the managers the other day. We're talking about we're going through this uh, class with Jay Williams and reading his book. And she said, one of the challenges I have is like, I can't read for that long a period of time. I can't read, you know, four chapters. Yeah. I'm like, well, don't. And it's like, well, I need to read it. And I was like, well, what happens? And I think this happens to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I start reading and I'm good for a while. And then my brain starts to wander, right? Then I start thinking about other things and whatever I just read, I forgot, right? And I think that's a, a common thing that people have with reading, especially now where we have so many different you know, things to grab our attention. I said, and my coaching was, well, look, that's when it's time to stop. If you've read 15 minutes, and at about 16 minutes, your brain starts to wander. Yeah. Stop. You're done yeah. reading. Go do something else. Yeah. Come back later. Read 15 minutes. Yeah. Your brain starts to wander. Go do something else. Yeah. This idea that we have to trudge through something or we're going to do it and I hate it, but I've got to be that person that accomplishes something. Here's the thing. If you sit down for two hours because you have to read four chapters, yeah. But a half hour in and you forgot the other three, that's a waste of time. Yeah. You just wasted an hour and a half reading something you don't remember. Yeah. So whether it's reading, whether it's working on a project, whether it's whatever it is that you're doing, when your brain starts to wander and you can no longer focus on that task in a meaningful way. Yeah. Take a break. Yeah. Go totally. for a walk. Go get some coffee. Go find someone to talk to for 15 minutes. Well, this goes to the January joining the gym craze that everybody right. does, right? I'm yeah. going to get in shape, and by February, they drop off because they don't have abs by January 15th. Correct. And the thing is, is if you talk to any health expert, they go, well, first of all, you kind of never arrive. Sure. Right? It's like this is a long-term thing. You're there to take care of yourself so you right. can live a healthy life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you see that picture of that perfect abbed person or mm-hmm. whatever it is, usually that's not sustainable. Right. And there's some photoshopping in there. Not to say there aren't people sure. that have that. Right. Yeah. The goal isn't that. The goal right. is that you make incremental progress mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And I once heard John Maxwell say, and, you know, John Maxwell, I know, is somebody that you live in his world a lot. Mm-hmm. I once heard him say he writes all of his books in one hour of writing a day. Mm-hmm. That he commits to an hour of writing every day. That's enough. And that's enough. And that's it. Stephen King, Mm -hmm. I was listening to an interview with him recently. Mm -hmm. How many pages do you think he writes per day with all the thousands of pages that he's written? Um, I'm not sure, but in the vein of this conversation, I'm sure it's probably a lot less than I think. Yeah. Six pages a day. Wow. That's his goal. So he, and if you take six pages and you divide, Right. However many days by Well, six it. pages a day times five days is 30 pages a week. Exactly. Right? Ten weeks, that's a 300-page book. And that's exactly what he said. Right, okay. And so here it is, Stephen yeah. King, this guy. You go, how does he write and all these that's five books a year. Yeah. Yeah. Is that insane or what? Man, I'd like to write five books a year. It's amazing. Well, six pages, six a, pages day. a day. I'm on it. That's what he commits <laughs> to. Yeah. And it's like I was hearing that, and I was like, 
oh my God, I remember my sister when I was mm-hmm. a kid reading these big Stephen King novels. Like, mm-hmm. how could anybody ever write that book? Six and pages, six pages a, day. a day. That's He nuts. says, me and my wife, we have breakfast. Yeah. Then I go, I write a few pages. Mm-hmm. By the time that six pages is done, we go on about our day. We go play with the kids. We go pick up from school, whatever it is. So the point of this part of the conversation is, yeah. right, it isn't about how much you do. It's about making sure that you build a level of consistency, whether it's six pages a day, whether, you know, I get the, my news feed. I get these new feed, news feed things about, you know, working out yep. 30 minutes a day, 20 yep. minutes a day. You know, none of these articles say you have to spend. Now, if you want to spend all day in a gym because it's social for you it's and you enjoy it. It's a whole different thing. Do it. It's a whole different right. thing. Go work at a gym if you want to. Exactly. Become a bodybuilder. That's a different if thing. You want to do that? Great. Do yeah. it. All of the things that we want to do, all of the goals we need to get to, it isn't about spending four hours a day at this and six hours a day at doing that. It's making small incremental progress yeah. every day. And we'll use it, we'll call it the Stephen King theory. Yeah. If you can get six minutes or six pages yeah. or six articles done, yeah. good. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. And I love this conversation if you're a new mm. hairstylist. Right. Because, you know, this week I'm working with our new mm-hmm. team members and of course their goals are like, I want to get there today. Yeah, tomorrow. You know, I want to be right. there. And but the reality is is once you nail that f- once you nail that first, wow, I nailed that bob. I'm going to try it again. Right. Well, now I'm going to now I'm going to get those layers. I'm going to mm-hmm. try it again. I'm going to try it again. And after you do that a few thousand times mm-hmm. right. <laughs> or a few hundred times right. or whatever it is when you when it clicks, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to happen all at once. Right. You know, it doesn't have to happen all at once. So I want to I want to suggest an activity yeah. just for Let's do it. just for identifying which goals where you want to start first mm-hmm. because I know one of the things that you do with coaching clients is you have them take a look at what keeps them up at night. Yeah, so what I'll do is I'll do a couple of things. Is uh, I first break goals down into two categories. I have goals that you want to accomplish in six months, right? So I'll say, what are the things you want to get accomplished in the next six months? And you know, you write them down, and there's three or four things, right? Yeah. And then I'll say, what are the things you want to get accomplished in the next one to three years? That, that helps people figure out what are the things they want now and what are the things they're willing to wait a little bit for. Yeah. Because I think that's important. It's, it's getting back to, I've only got so much time and I've only got so much money. And if I said to you, which ones are a priority? You're like, oh, I don't know. I don't, they're all important. So by asking somebody, what are the things you want to get accomplished in the next six months? And then what are the things you want to get accomplished in the next one to three years? It helps people kind of make that decision as to what things I want to work on now. Yeah. And which ones I can put off a little bit. Now, once that's done, I got your six your six month list. My question always is, what's the thing that keeps you awake at night? That's the one we need to focus on first. Right. And then once you have that list, <laughs> right. now you can start to, and we do this with the values activity. Mm-hmm. Now you can start to, okay, what which one are we going to tackle first? Right. And you basically prioritize those or number them. Right. So and you say, okay, here's where we're going to where we're going to start. You know, just for the sake of the exercise, let's go through the list of the person I'm coaching with right now. Her six month list was forty five thousand dollars. Be a better stylist, more confident. Be booked out six weeks in advance. Find a hobby. That's the six month list. When I asked, you know, which is the one that keeps you up at night, which is the one you want to work on now, it was forty five thousand dollars. So. What we've done is we put together a plan. We did the math. What's $45,000 divided by 12? 
right? Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do every month. Yeah. Um, divide that month by four weeks. This is what you got to do in a week. Yeah. And so here's what happens. Every Saturday, she sends me her numbers for the week. Yeah. And what's great about that is she sees them. I see them. Yeah. And then every other week we sit down and our conversation is, well, what worked? You hit your numbers this month. Why? If you didn't hit your numbers, okay, well, where were the opportunities, you know, going yep. through the SWOT analysis? You know, where were the chances for you to do something? Well, here's the good thing. We've only been doing this for a month, yeah. and she's already hitting those goals. Great. Now, here's the thing. She's been a stylist for us for a year and a half. Okay. Right? And it's only now with that deciding this yep. is my thing. Yeah. That in a real, and, she, you know, here's the cool part. My last coaching session with her, she was like, can I up these numbers? absolutely yeah because you're already hitting them yeah and that's the amazing part because she didn't do anything different she just decided this was the thing that i want to focus on right now where focus goes energy flows yeah i mean so now here's the cool thing like going to the gym this is now a habit for her it almost yep. becomes autopilot. It becomes a muscle. It becomes a muscle. Yep. So once that muscle is now exercised, we're going to move on to the next thing. Yep. And when I asked her what the next thing was, it was being a more confident stylist. Tell me what that means. Well, I really wish I knew how to do curtain bangs. I really wish I was better at doing face framing layers. And there were two others that I forget off the top of my head. But she gave me a list of four specific things mm-hmm. that she wanted to accomplish to be a more confident stylist. Great. Who in this room is good at that? Yeah. Meaning in, that you work with. Yeah. She's like, well, this person is really good at those. And this person is really good with those. I said, great. Now yeah. you have the resources in the room yeah. to go and talk to and figure out what that is. So that's her two-week assignment, right? Because our coaching is every other week. Yeah. When I come back in two weeks, she'll have learned those four things. Yeah. So now in six weeks, she'll have accomplished her financial goals or at least is be on heading the, be heading on track and become a more confident stylist because she learned those four things she felt she was weak on. Yeah. We'll move on to the next one. That's way different than struggling for a year. Yeah. Feeling bad about yourself yeah. because you're not moving in the direction you wanted to. Yeah. It's a world of difference. What you just described to me made it sound and feel so easy and attainable. Right. And it brought me, circled me back to the Acres story because right. I go, all she had to do was look around the room. The person that she said would help her with the curtain bangs. Sits right next to her. Behind probably. her. Right. Directly behind her. Right. Who can help you with that? Oh, so-and-so. They're right behind you. She goes, I know. Isn't that silly? <laughs> I said, yeah. You just have to literally turn around yeah. to get that help. Yeah. 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 And ask. Yeah. And ask. So that is really the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. of how to approach your goals. Mm-hmm. Kind of take that full analysis on your life, the areas mm-hmm. of your life you want to get better. Where are where am I strong? Where am I weak? Where mm-hmm. do I want where I, where do I want to develop first? Right. Breaking it down to 6 months or the 1 to 3 years piece. And mm-hmm. I know for young people 6 months can even say, you know, it's yeah. funny cuz you sat you said, "What do you want to get done right now?" Right. And maybe if you're you know, if you're 21 years old, <laughs> 6 months sounds like, like a really a long, long time. time. Yeah. If it were, if three months is your number, do three months. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's great. And there might be something, you know, if you're a salon owner, there might be something immediately. Right. You know, you might you might say, listen, this is... Well, that's the keeping you up at night right, question. Right, That's the thing that needs to be done now. Whatever it is, do that thing first, mm-hmm. you know, and then you move to the next, and then you move to the next. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you're... I love the autopilot piece, mm-hmm. or you've exercised that muscle enough, and now what used to be hard becomes easy. Right. 
And that's the real whole point of the goal setting piece. Right. It's not because you get a high five at the end. Nope. There's no, I promise there's no leprechaun at the end of the rainbow about, you know, it's, it's, it's one day at a time. It's Mm -hmm. one muscle at a time. And the next thing, you know, you've become Mm -hmm. something different than you used to be. You've Mm -hmm. become more professional or you've become more healthier. You've become a better person to work with or Mm -hmm. a better partner in a relationship because Mm -hmm. every single day, right. You committed to a little baby action. So And then here's the cool thing. Once you've reached that plateau, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. you get to sit back and go, A, first of all, give yourself a pat on the yeah. back because you got here. Yeah. But the next thing is, well, what do I do What's next? next? Yeah. What's next? I mean, I actually get to yeah. think about something else yeah. besides just growing a clientele. Absolutely. Yeah. Yesterday we were in a conversation with Brian, and I won't mm-hmm. extend too far on this, but but to say that the the goals that Brian's working on now mm-hmm. are a much different level than when he first he would have done absolutely right. right he's thinking about the vision is completely changed it's it's bigger you can make bigger moves mm-hmm. right and that's what happens as you get freed up mm-hmm. i mean as you get better at balayage mm-hmm. maybe you decide you want to educate mm-hmm. maybe you want to be an influencer maybe mm-hmm. you whatever it is right. right you you get to make better choices once you've mastered those foundational mm-hmm. things well i think this has been an amazing discussion john mm-hmm. And I know if I'm sitting on the other end of this listening right? Uh, for you in the car, if we're in your earbuds, mm-hmm. I really hope this is helping you out. Is there anything you feel like we're leaving on the table or anything? You, you know, not anything I think we left on the table. I just want to synopsize. Do a, do a SWOT analysis for yourself. Yeah. You know, what are my strengths? Yeah. What are the things I'm really good at? Because here's the good news. Those are the attributes you get to use to, to grow yourself. Yeah. What are your weaknesses? Knowing that that's a weakness means that maybe... I can put a little bit of effort into it. Um, opportunities, what are those? You know, what are the threats? What are the things that might be getting in my way? Often, it's money and time, yeah. right? And it may be other things like a change in the way the world is. Co- sure, COVID being sure. an example. Uh, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but hanging out with the wrong crowd, yeah, right? Like exactly. some, sometimes there are some people you need to put put aside. So I go you can out move with the forward. same people every night, and they're not the best influence in my life. So once you've done that, then I love the Let's shorten it for folks who maybe have a shorter attention span. Yeah. Three to six months. Right. What do I want to get accomplished? One to three years. Yeah. What do I want to get accomplished? That helps divide what's going to be worked on now and yeah. what can wait. What's the one thing that keeps you up at night? That's the thing you work on now. Yeah. And then you just start making progress on working on that one thing at a time. And it'll be amazing how much faster yeah. you'll get to where you want to go. Because you're not the chicken with your head cut off running around trying to do 50 things at once. Disappointing yourself. Yeah. Disappointing those around you because it seems like you never get anything done. And what happens is we stop making goals. Totally. And we, we stop we, making progress. We yeah, you give up. Absolutely. It's too hard. Yeah. Numbers are stupid. Yeah. I don't want to set goals because I never reach them. Right. I, I get it. Yeah. You know, I've recently heard somebody out there sharing, you know, don't use benchmarks, don't use goals, you know, here's that. And I'm like, just stop it with that. Right. Just stop it with that. I've got, I've got to have some idea Mm -hmm. of where I'm headed and, and what are the things that drive me closer Mm -hmm. in that direction? I mean, if you've put goals down Mm -hmm. or if you've made them something different than they are, Mm -hmm. 
they're all they are is signposts, benchmarks, right. you know, spots that you reach that make you know that you've been taking actions in the right direction. And and the reality is this. This is my own personal belief. <laughs> but most of us behind the chair don't ever reach our potential. Nope. You know? One last thing. Yeah. Take a break. It's yeah. okay to go for a walk. It's okay to grab coffee. It's okay to go talk to a friend or somebody because you're in the middle of a project and you just need a mental break. Yeah. Recognize there's a difference between taking a break and procrastinating. That's right. Right? But take a break. You'll get more done if you're refreshed and take that mental break than trying to grind through something that just is giving you no joy. Yeah, right. absolutely love this. So we hope this episode uh, really served you all. We wanted to jump on because it's been on our minds. Let me see. By the time this goes out, this is your last chance. Our four-day intensive is this weekend upcoming, May 16th and 17th, and then the 23rd and 24th. We do two coaching sessions in between. If you're a salon owner or manager and you're figuring, how do I grow my salon? How do I profit? I want to strengthen my culture. I want to help my team grow. Mm-hmm. And you've been on the fence about this. This is it. It's the last week that you have to sign up. So email us at info at 124go.com. And if you happen to be a Kuhn Salon, what's awesome is is you can use your business building fund to sign up for that um, yeah. workshop. So uh, don't miss out on this opportunity. We hope you enjoyed this episode on goals. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Every time we have one of these conversations, I walk away with a little bit more than I knew before I came in, and I love that about these podcasts. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we also walk away with a lot of gratitude to our listeners. You know, we, we, we're watching those listens go up. There, we, we hate to ask, but we know there's a few things we need to ask for. I don't hate asking. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Hey, for those of you who haven't heard me ask before, five-star reviews. You got the phone in your hand. It's down by your lap. I don't care where it is, but it's not that far away from you. Five-star reviews. You know you want to do it. You know you love this podcast. Share it with the world because every time you create a five-star review, an angel gets his wings. (laughs) Did you know that? Yeah. And while that angel's getting his wings, it helps us move up. Um, You know, it helps us get more noticed in the podcast world. Help share the message. And if you're really being served by this, which we hope you are, um, you know, we'd love for you to share that with some other salon owners. The other thing we're going to ask you to do is to follow us on Instagram at 124.go as well as Facebook. We're going to get more active on our Facebook page. And so if you're a Facebooker, then uh, follow us on Facebook at 124.go. And um, if you're a grammar, please tag us in your stories and we'll do the same Uh, in hours. So thanks again for listening, everybody. We will see you on the next episode. Bye.